0: Well, hello there. It's Corin. I just wanted to give a shout out to a few of our followers on Twitter. They are Forge of Lore One, Allison underscore McGlone, and Secrets and Cons. Want to get a shout out from a cast member of Power Crit? Just you know, do one of the following: give us a follow on Twitter or Facebook, tweet about the show using the hashtag Power Crit. share a post from our Facebook page, and include the same hashtag as above. And or tell us about how you shared this podcast with someone by sending an email to powerwordcrit at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Bye. Welcome back to Power Word Crit, everybody. My name is Korn, and with me today are four delightful
1: players. They are Kayla, and I am playing Irithel Boreal.
2: Hi, I'm Ander, and I'm playing Gabriella Glimmer Glamour, entertainer, enchantress, and entrepreneur.
3: I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy.
4: I'm David, and I'm playing Mickey.
3: And I'm corn, and I am currently playing a bunch of tar babies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did we actually know what they are? Not yet.
4: Whatever they think they are, they're actually tar babies. Okay,
0: so... Quick recap, you guys are on a task from a person named the Accountant, and it has led you deep into the muddy depths of the tunnel that leads into the valley. You guys were attacked by dark mantles, quickly made sashimi out of them, and Moist, the froggy firkin who is leading you, took you to where he ambushed the boat carrying the Accountant's cargo. After some extra convincing, he is currently leading you to where the drop-off point was going to be. You unfortunately stumbled upon some muddy, goblin looking things you guys nicknamed tar babies. And these tar babies are well past their nap time. <laughs>
3: You mean we woke them up for their nap? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> don't you know
2: that age-old
4: phrase, let sleeping tar babies lie?
3: You know, there's a first time to hear a new
4: phrase. How many of you actually know what a tar baby is? I'm curious. Out of game? Out of game. You described no. it the other day, but go ahead. No, no, I don't need to describe it. I'm just curious how many of you I've actually... I've heard said it was jelly some, like, babies. Briar rabbit, but those are delicious yeah. yeah. It was briar rabbit.
1: Briar. rabbit.
4: rabbit. It did happen in a briar patch, it,
1: he Yes, he lives in a Briar patch. Yep. So, you're in the midst
0: of combat. A bunch of tar babies came off of the walls and started circling around you. And the floor. And the floor, yeah. Moist has been staying back. The tar babies have not seen him yet for whatever reason. Yeah, aka Damn forgot he existed, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cleansing in with the mud. It's okay. He'll get attacked by something sooner or later, I'm sure. Unfortunately, all of the creatures Used all almost of their revealed movement. their names. almost
0: Their true names. Uh, they're mud babies. <laughs> they're mud babies, yes. <laughs> all of the ones that came off the wall have used up all of their action. However, the one in front of Izzy's Echo and the one up against Izzy still get an action. So one of them is going to open up their mouth at Izzy. A bunch
3: of viscous mud. I was about to say, of cockroaches is, is the next word out of your mouth. I'm leaving <laughs> this table. This is not the mummy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear
0: a loud burp, and that's just bunches of mud come shooting out of its gullet. And on to you, Izzy. Please make a dexterity saving throw.
3: Hmm, loverly. I mean, I could have gone for a mud facial, but... Not like this. 13. This thing is
0: hissing at you as it hisses like blobs of bubbling mud on its cheeks comes out. Mmm, gross. But you seem to be fine, but just covered in mud. Okay.
3: So I'm not like blinded or something.
0: No. Okay.
3: You made your save.
0: The one against your echo is going to do the same thing. It passes right through the echo because it
3: cannot have a, it cannot, it cannot be, it doesn't have conditions, yeah, but it, it doesn't does have, have an armor class. So it does.
0: However, this is a saving throw that leads to a condition. So it doesn't work. The tar baby looks really confused for a moment, cocks its head and just stares <laughs> in confusion. Yeah. Like a mud bubble comes out of its eye and it pops in confusion.
3: Next up is Izzy. So Izzy has her scimitars drawn out. And she is going to slash at the one that just burped at her. It's an 18 to hit. 18 hits. That is nine points of slashing damage. I will slash it again with the same scimitar as I try to aim for what I think is like a chest muscle. It's all mud. That is a 26 to hit. Yeah, that hits. (laughs) And another nine points of damage. Then I am going to use my third attack, and I'm going to have Dora also unleash incarnation. So it's going to be two separate melee attacks. Go for it. That is a 16 to hit. It hits. Eight points of damage for unleash incarnation. Would the two weapon fighting rules also apply? Even though it's my echo, it's still technically my attacks. Yes. Yes, Okay. And is it going after... It's going after the one that tried to burp at her. Tried and failed. Uh, That is a total of 20. That, yeah, that didn't fail. (laughs) Imagine that. It's going to be super extra confused now. (laughs) That is a total of 11 points of damage. Oh, boy. These tar babies are
0: starting to lose a lot of definition. Their wings have wilted. Their nose has sloughed off. And it's (laughs) just a blob at this point.
3: (laughs) As I have slashed and parried three times at my opponent and Dora has slashed once at her opponent, I stand there and look, come at me, bro. Okay. Next up is
0: Moist. He's going to look at you all surrounded and just very
5: carefully and quietly
0: go back into the tunnel. We're never going to see him again. Do we see him do this? That's going to be an individual thing. Okay. He just he just kind of goes back into the tunnel and into the darkness.
4: Do you think he has stealth as a bonus action?
1: I don't know. Next up, Irithel. Do I see Moist sneaking away with a passive perception of 16? You see him just slowly goes around the corner. At least I know where he's at for the moment. So I have one attacking me and then one is attacking Mickey within five feet of me. So I would like to attack the one that's going after me, but I would like to use a superiority die as a battle master. I would like to do a sweeping attack, which is when you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to deal damage to another creature within- oh, within five feet of the original target. Okay, hang on. Let me look at the map again. There's nothing here. Fine. I will not do that. I will just attack number C. Which is close to me because it's all by its lonesome and does not have anybody else near it. I will do my cool move next turn. That would be a 13. And I am going. Their I don't AC. remember what their AC is. I don't think you've figured it out yet. So I'm going to go ahead and use my bardic inspiration that Gabriella has gifted me with. Okay. As a 15 to hit. That hits.
2: Ooh, there you go.
1: And that is with my rapier. So I'm going to. Oh because there's nobody nearby it, I can't get sneak attack damage. Mm. (sighs) I did not choose the right enemy. 11 damage. Still quite a bit of damage. (laughs) Is he still up? Still up, yeah. Okay, I would like to use my second attack on him. That is much better, that is a 22. Definitely hits. And that is nine damage. It too is starting to bubble and lose its form.
3: It gurgles at you. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> okay, as a bonus action or a free action?
2: <laughs> it, it's a reaction, probably.
3: Oh, so no aops? Ah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anything else? Nope, that would be it.
0: All right, Gabriella, it's your turn.
2: So Gabriella, looking around and seeing the enemies all around her, uh, we seem to be in a, a tough spot. Well, I think I've got something up my sleeve. Hold on a minute, and we should be able to take care of this, and I'm going to begin glowing... With a fey low, and you all feel inspired as I give my mantle of inspiration to each of you. Oh! As a bonus action, I can give everyone five temporary hit points. Up to four creatures—you, three, and myself—each of us can immediately use our reaction to move up to their speed without provoking opportunity <gasps> attacks. Oh! So feel free to reposition yourself.
3: Yes, please. Nice. Oh, snap!
2: So if somebody wanted to go chase down Moist or get in a better spot.
3: I'm going to go to the top left corner where there's nobody. So you run by a
0: bunch of tar babies and they cannot attack, right? Right. Yeah. And they just go, huh?
2: (laughs) Basically, we all enter into a shimmering time. This is like quick time.
1: I will move closer to the bad guys I really, 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 really wanted to do a cool sweeping attack on. Okay, so you're going to move on the other side of D and E?
4: Yep. So 5, 10, 15, 20... 25, 30.
3: You're a speedy little Furkin. Mm-hmm. Do you have a speed of 30?
4: They most people do. Furkin do.
3: But most don't small creatures don't, don't have 25 feet.
4: The Furkin are ahead of their time and are looking forward to 5.5e when they have removed <laughs> all the short speeds from characters. <laughs> Since the Furkin, as a species, are not inherently slower. Choosing to be small or medium, therefore, has no penalty on them. They are for speedy, just like the wild animals they are born
3: from. Okay. So, Irithel is the slowest. Got it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think that was by design. Yeah. And Mickey bypassed pretty much all of the tar babies
0: and move south closer to moist. Cool.
2: If I move to my right, or left, rather, do I still, am I still hitting all of the tar babies around me?
0: You are, yep.
2: So seeing my companions move through the shimmering time, I take a dancing, gliding step to my left and my entire visage changes and grows darker, my eyes glow deep purple, my form becomes otherworldly, and my voice becomes dark. I think it's time to run. And use my Fey presence, and all of the creatures within a 10 foot cube of myself have to make a wisdom saving throw. DC 15.
3: That's mildly
0: terrifying. Ain't it? <laughs> First up, D passes with a 19. E got a natural 20.
2: Hmm. I do what I can.
0: F failed. Okay, we've got one. G just made it with a 15. A failed. <laughs> and
1: H really failed with a 2. Hey, you got half Ooh. of them. Ooh. You hit. That's. A lot. If they are feared, can they provoke Aops?
2: His frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear.
1: Okay, so it doesn't have to run away, it just can't get closer.
2: Yeah, I have moved into the center of the room. All of them surrounding me can't move closer to me, and now have disadvantage on all of the things.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Mickey!
4: I shuffle back up next to Moist. Hi, hey, Moist! How's it going?
0: It's going good.
4: I pull out a dagger and I throw it at E. 21. I rolled well. Uh Uh-huh. You get
1: Mm -hmm. sneak attack if you would like because I am threatening E.
4: I would like. I have 2d6 on my sneak attack. 16 damage.
1: Ouch. Very Nice. nice. In
0: front of you, Irithel, the tar baby is like starting to hiss and then this dagger goes right through its mouth and it's missing its muddy jaw and then it fills back in but it's not hanging properly.
4: Just it. Yeah. I would then like to continue my movement, sidling on past Moist and hiding behind him. And then I whisper to him, Don't move. I'm hiding behind you.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Make a high check, please. 26. You're almost certain that you're hidden from even the gods themselves,
4: but not from Moist.
0: <laughs> Anything else? That's it. Next up it is the Taw Babies. Y'all moved. Yeah. You have to rethink your strategy now. I do. B, which is in front of Dora, its head is still cocked and then it turns toward the duplicate that's now currently standing to its right, looks at the one in front of it, looks to the one on the right, and leaves (laughs) (laughs) and goes after the duplicate, which is actually Izzy. Okay. So does C. Which is injured because I hit him. Yes. Very, very, very injured. They all look a little confused why you guys just suddenly moved. Almost as if by magic. Mud baby B and C are going to attack you, Izzy. Okay. That's a six. <laughs> yeah, no. And a ten. They can't hit for crap. But they can
3: make wisdom saving throws. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently well, the- they're very wise, but not very mighty.
2: Well, those two didn't. They were far enough away.
3: Uh, Yeah, that's true. All
0: right, D and E, which are up against Irithel. They're going to attack you. Total of 20. Oh... It gets through my shield. And a seven. That does not. Okay, so D managed to slip past your shield. Its hand slams into your mouth.
5: Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, ew, oh. You take five points of mud damage. Ew. (laughs) Gross. There go the 10 pit points. Plunging mud damage. And your mouth is covered with mud. Oh, spitting and... Okay, so F, A, and H are
3: very afeard.
2: As they should be.
3: Has gone missing.
2: I made him invisible. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Thank I you. was just like,
3: Rrr. he is so scared he just left the map. Yeah, he just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> they panic
0: and they're gonna start running south.
3: Towards
4: Moist.
0: <laughs> yeah, towards
3: Moist. And oh, good. I'm getting Moist Mickey. killed. <laughs> nah, Mickey's with him.
4: I don't keep people alive. It's eh, not in my that's true. at all.
3: Moist has survival
1: instincts. He may throw you to the fishes. <laughs> To the mud babies, to the mud
3: babies, the the tar babies. Sorry, yep, huh? whatever we're calling them now,
4: mud tar. That's muddy buddies, different. tar babies, <laughs> whatever they are. Babies. They're muddy
3: tar yeah. babies. That's it. The F
0: gets up to moist and hisses at moist. A and H are not able to get into that tunnel yet, so they are blocking the entrance. G is looking at Gabriella and is very very angry that you almost made it. Afraid. And is going to attack you with its claws. Hmm. How yes. dare you make me be scared of you. That is a 12.
2: It doesn't hit my AC. My is not great, but I still survived. Okay, good.
0: Hooray. Right.
3: <laughs> it is still a twinge. Afraid of you. Hmm. Just a twinge. Just a twinge. Not enough to actually do anything effect-wise, pretty mm-hmm. much. It thinks it's brave, but it's not. Izzy, it is your turn. You have two up against you. I do, so... <laughs> For flavor reasons, I'm going to try to attack both at the same time. So, going for B first. Ooh, that may not hit. That is a 12. That hits. Oh wait, sorry, 11. That hits. Oh, cool.
5: (laughs) Yay. It's mud,
3: sentient mud. I mean, there could be some rock in there, I don't know. 10 points of slashing damage to B. Ooh, it's looking really hurt. So, as I'm slashing at B, I'm also slashing at C. That's a 14 to hit. Eight points of slashing damage. How do you kill C? As I am aiming for the torso of B, I actually am slashing at C's neck. And so there is a giant gash where I hit a major artery. I'm assuming. I don't know. It could just be spurting out blood. It's spurting out mud as it crumples into a pile of mud. And it gets on your shoes. I mean, they were already ruined (laughs) anyway. Yes. Yes, they were. (laughs) And then I am going to use my third attack against B. 23 to hit. It hits. Ah, yes, max damage. 12 points of slashing. How do you kill B? I actually take it out at, at its knees. What it, it looks to be like knees. It's made of mud, and it will collapse into a muddy pile. It does. It gurgles, gurgles, gurgles. It tries to vomit one more time, and I stomp it with my muddy <laughs> my muddy boots <laughs> and as you do so a tiny rock bubbles up and then falls
4: down
0: hmm.
3: there was a rock in this one was it a precious stone or was it just a normal make a rock? perception check. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a rock
3: that's a five
1: no okay <laughs> not at all and we'll never
0: know the truth next up is moist he panics oh 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 boy oh oh boy oh boy and he takes out his battle axe and takes a swing
4: Hey, good job, Moist.
3: Self-preservation will make you do even the scariest thing.
2: We'll make an ally of him, yet.
3: Okay, he actually hits. <laughs> oh, he
0: does five points of damage. He actually did really well. Nice. So Mickey, you know that he's not a coward. However, he seems to be a little scared of these things. He pulls out his axe, looks away, and slashes. He looks back, and it's it's melted into the ground.
4: Good job, old buddy. Thank you, Moist has a very dangerous occupation. Mm-hmm. And he's also not a combatant. Like, his job is to guide people through tunnels, not fight monsters in tunnels. It's
1: true. It's true. Next up, Irithel. Now I can do my super cool attack. I would like to use sweeping attack. Okay, what does that do? When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to deal damage to another creature within five feet of the original target and within your reach. Ooh.
4: Nice. Spin, twirl, Go for hack, it. slash.
1: I'm going for D. That's a 14. That hits. Sweet. And I'm assuming that would also hit E normally. Mm hmm. Okay, cool. It has to, the roll a make has to hit both. That is 10 damage to D. And that is 7 damage to E. Ooh, E's looking
0: real rough. It's losing its form. One wing is out and one eye is out, but it's
1: just a blob after this point. I would like to do this again.
4: What does it look like when Irithel does these things?
1: You would think that with her wounded leg that she would be terrible at fighting and that she would, like, trip over her leg or something. But actually, there's a haunting beauty to it. It's really odd. If you were to look at it, you would think that she was too late to dodge something, but then she would slip under at the last second. Mm. And then at the last second, she would slash out, and that's how she's doing this where she's hitting one, and then at the last second, manages to move to some sort of hidden rhythm in her head and hit the other.
4: I wonder if this has anything similar to certain martial arts styles that rely on awkward and unusual, unexpected movements in order to throw off would be attackers.
1: Yes. But no. (laughs) Irithel would be very, very annoyed to hear that her style is compared to the drunken monk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's just the wounded warrior's fighting style. That's all it is.
1: It's that, but there's a lot of grace to it. But for now, that's all you can see. That's a 15 to hit. That hits both of them. So D is getting hit with five, and E is getting hit with also five. How do you kill E? Yes. Irithel's... Sweeps in, she cuts at D, and in the same stroke manages to also cut across E and just basically eviscerate him. Blah, blah, blah,
3: blah, blah, blah. These muddy tar babies are gross. Anything else? <laughs> 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 gross. <laughs> right. That's still spitting the mud out. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> That's it. Gabriella, it's your turn. I think that you need to take a step back, and I put my hands together in like a Almost a Kamehameha stand. <laughs> yeah. Smile sweetly and cast Eldritch Blast. Nice. nice. At the Tar Baby in front of me. You're hitting G? Yes. Does a 14 hit? Yes, it does. It's nice having a good attack roll.
3: I was down. like, my 11 hit, I think it will be fine. Yeah, well, I rolled a 7. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: D10, that's nice.
3: Sold your soul for a cancer.
4: <laughs> Sold your soul for a D10 damage.
2: I mean, it's only to my grandmother. <laughs> we can keep it in the
4: family. <laughs> I guess that's okay then.
2: So, 10 damage to the tar baby in front of me. Kill it. It is blasted against the wall, just splattered.
3: So, mud splatter. splatter. Yeah. Does it leave like an artistic imprint?
2: Yeah, I mean, th- there are certain movements that do that.
0: <laughs> is it like one of those things where it's like, what does this look like? And it's supposed to be like a butterfly. The, the was... ink blots?
3: Yeah, The ink blots.
2: That's exactly.
0: It's a mud blot.
2: So, that's one. I do a graceful spin, swing out my hand. And I fire my other Elder's Blast at the closest Tar Baby that's running towards Moist and Mickey. The
0: closest would be H.
2: 16. That hits. Only one damage this time, though. Oh. But it does get pushed 10 feet.
3: You it towards Moist? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's right up against Moist does, now. <laughs> does, does it get impaled
3: on Moist's sword that he has out? His axe? Yeah, his axe. That's what I meant. Splat. Uh, <laughs> We'll (laughs) find out on his turn. Okay.
2: (laughs) I will move up close to the tar baby that is near Irithel. I don't generally like to be up close to people, but I think that she's rather good if she's got somebody on, on her side.
0: Cuckoo, cuckoo. Mickey, it's your turn.
4: So I had a question for Ander first. Ander, what does your Eldritch Blast actually look like?
2: It looks like a spiraling beam of purple and orange light. With leaves and sparkles. Also, the tar babies are no longer afraid. It only lasted until the end of my next turn.
0: Okay, tar babies are no longer afraid,
3: although they still might technically be afraid. Yeah,
2: they're <laughs> just not mechanically frightened.
3: Yeah. Okay. At first, I was scared. I was petrified. But now I'm gonna kill you because you made our friends die. Good job. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was <is> beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's power I token.
1: Give her a power <laughs> token. Give her a power token.
4: All right. Mickey kind of sees all this pirouetting and everything else and kind of, you know, looking around like, are we doing ballet now? If you want to. Shrugs, (laughs) turns to Moist and says, I guess we're doing ballet. Always, Mickey. As he shrugs, he he pulls out another piece of cutlery, you know, something that looks like he stole it from a picnic. And (laughs) he, he then is going to attempt a pirouetting spin on his little tippy toes yes. and poke it within the eye. <laughs> <Plie>. Which way? <one? laughs> the one next to me. The one that I conveniently moved next to him. I have an almighty 15.
1: Yeah, that hits. Yeah, you always say, I rolled low, and then you pull out numbers like... 15 so i don't believe you when you say bonuses
0: you don't have all the rules memorized gosh david you're slacking not
4: for this bizarre (laughs) (laughs) multi-class so mickey does 17 damage how do you kill H? I told you. I do a pirouette with my, on my little tippy toes and eh, in the eye.
0: And it explodes. Damn. Oh, I forgot these are exploding. Please make a dexterity oh. stone.
4: Oh, sorry. <laughs> All of
0: these are just exploding. <laughs> Whoops. I got a
4: 26. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> what about moist?
0: Oh, yeah. How did moist do? Oh, boy. He did not fare well.
4: I use moist for cover. <laughs>
0: you do. And you see that as this thing explodes... Moist is
3: completely covered in mud. Oh. There's just a blob. (laughs) He looks like a mud tar baby. He does, yes.
1: You Uh are going to have to tell the rest of us
3: that this is moist. (laughs) Otherwise, we will attack.
4: It clings to the fur.
3: So do you want us to retcon our deck saves for the ones that we've killed so far?
2: Maybe those ones just didn't explode.
3: Hands off the chest piece. Just move on. Okay.
0: We'll say that the area is difficult terrain now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, so next up is the Tar Babies. D, which is flanked by both Gabriella and Irithel, decides it's not worth it. It disengages and runs towards the corridor that you now can see is kind of off to the east. I have a feature.
1: Ooh. I have Sentinel. Yes. Ooh. All right, so what does Sentinel do? creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you even if they take the disengage action before leaving your reach. Okay. So I am going to attack. I take my rapier and I slash it. And I roll a 15. That hits. Okay. And I would like to also sneak attack it because it even though it is leaving my range, it is still technically threatened by Gabriella. That's true.
2: You'll not get away from us. We've got you good here.
1: <laughs> I love Sentinel.
2: 13 damage.
1: It does.
5: Good. Yes. Yes.
1: Bubble, bubble, ah.
0: bubble. Nice. Okay, next up is A.
2: That's the last one, isn't it? It is the, is the last one. Last. Lonely.
0: It is going to just disengage and run. Doesn't get very far. It goes up against the wall and it's starting to slink. But. It just barely pe- <laughs> squeezed past Mickey
3: and it can't go any further.
4: Not only is Mickey small, but Mickey doesn't really care if this thing gets away. It's a critter.
3: All right, Izzy. I think Izzy is just going to keep his towers raised in case any more tar babies pop up out of the mud. But she is going to use her bonus action to switch places with Dora so that she is not in the piles of mud carcass. <laughs> <laughs> and she is going to say. Are we in the clear? Is everyone, is anyone hurt?
2: I'm feeling pretty good.
3: Urithel grabs her water flask, washes out her
1: mouth. Okay, doing better. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Mickey,
1: oh, gross. So if Mickey is not
0: going to attack. No. It gets away. And um, there is this giant mud statue that Mickey is standing behind that wasn't there before.
1: <laughs> Mickey, is everything okay? I walk up to it.
4: Uh, I think I got it in my nose. You can hear Mickey blowing his nose. Mm.
1: (laughs) I have moved up next to you. What is? Where's Moist? Uh, Did he get away? I'm
2: gonna walk up. It's like, "Mm, uh, Moist, are you in there? Knock, knock, knock. Oh, I thought (laughs) that was
3: like another like Uh,
2: no uh, mud tar baby. One of them exploded on him. Oh, messy, messy creatures these.
0: Yeah, as you knock on it, the mud sort of flakes off, and you see a giant eye.
2: I'm going to press to digitate and kind of wipe, wa- you know, waving my hand back and forth. That's right. I'm seem going to
4: work at this point. I mean, you know, can you clean the mud? Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: we could also I could use some of my daggers to help uh, gently crack at it, kind of like a sculptor at a block <laughs> yeah. of it clay. I said
2: I said knock, or, but maybe it, 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 it would have been splat splat.
3: It. It's hardened around them. Oh. I'm going to take my dagger and start chipping at it like a sculptor at a block of marble. It's very easy to do. Eventually you hear,
0: <sighs> thank you, I couldn't breathe.
1: Oh, that's terrifying. Oh. Oh. Wait. I'd be I fine. think we knew that last time. <laughs> and then. No, no we did not it. know okay. that. No, that was, I don't that think was...
4: anybody actually got affected Corin,
1: by it. why mm-hmm. do you have so many creatures down here that suffocate us? It's a dangerous place. This is not the first. I believe this is the second. Gabriella, mm-hmm. I believe, found the first. We're yeah, two for th- two. Well,
2: like, there's a reason people hire guides and such <laughs> things through here. Because of suffocation, I mean, apparently. isn't this yeah. what
1: Irithyll grew up with? True. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know what these are? To be fair, I did live in the city of the Everdark. You don't generally see many dark mantles. So you haven't
3: much experience with the wildlife. You have more experience with, like, the city almost domesticated wildlife. You'd
4: need like a ranger or something to know these things. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Mm. I know
1: a couple of the dangers of the Everdark because I do guard the caravan train occasionally that goes from Everdark to Lake Town, but I am no ranger. Mm. I
4: look over at Moist.
1: Is he free now? Cleaner. He's slowly moving
0: his way out.
4: He's also the closest we have to a ranger.
0: <laughs> I don't know what those are, but I've seen them before.
4: The
2: gross is what they are.
0: Sentient mud freaks me out.
2: Yeah, I imagine so.
0: This is fair. Izzy, is mm-hmm. as you are standing and slowly like sinking into the mud and trying to get your balance, because this, this whole area that all of these creatures have... Died in is now difficult terrain. Your foot connects to something. Mm. Something small, but it shifts in the mud.
4: Like a corpse? <laughs>
2: Just a rock, you know? There's lots of things like that. Skull. Mm.
0: It feels long. Like
3: stepping on a pencil or something. A femur. You know, I'm already covered in mud. What. Well, it's a little more anyways. So I'm going to go digging in the mud and try and grab it.
4: I like to imagine you could have used your echo and now you got yourself dirty instead. <laughs>
3: she can't interact with objects like this. Tragic. <laughs> yeah. Dora's just walking around, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the walls. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at the, the art impression. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ooh, uh-huh. interesting. I see butterfly. <laughs> so yeah, Izzy, as you're digging through, you grab onto something that is very long and thin. And as you pull it up, and brush it off it's white looks like it's bone
4: hey you pulled their finger
0: i think this is a lot bigger than a finger basing on the size
3: and stuff it's maybe a radius or an ulna which is in the forearm so does it look humanoid do i know enough about bones to be able to determine species this be
2: medicine
3: yeah medicine
2: medicine or nature but probably medicine yeah
3: one of
1: the few times when you would roll medicine.
3: Well, it wouldn't matter for me because I am the same at both. 12. Could be humanoid. Okay. Can I determine if this was inside the mud tar babies? Based on how you were attacking
0: and how your weapon went completely through them, no, it wasn't part of the mud
3: babies. Let me backtrack a little bit because what I'm thinking is like maybe it was something they consumed and so like it was the remains of something that they ate. I was slashing at, like, their torsos and stuff. I don't know if I got through where their stomach, quote-unquote, may have been. It doesn't look like they ate them. It looks like they were resting on top of them. Ooh. Then I'm going to change my theory. I think this might be a gravesite.
2: Oh, really?
3: I found a bone here. I slashed them enough times to know they didn't have any bone structure of any kind. I don't know what that necessarily means for us.
4: Maybe this is an old Locatha burial ground. And the mud babies are ancient, angry Lokatha spirits taking physical form because we've been trespassing. As mud. Ooh, the drama.
1: And now, Mickey, they are going to haunt your corpse forever. Exactly. Irithel says dryly as she starts to walk towards the tunnel.
2: Irithel, if anything, they're going to haunt your corpse because you swallowed some of them.
1: don't remind me. Oh, oh.
4: Don't worry. Only for a day. Don't make me
1: puke. (laughs) Moist. How far away are we? Well... This was the point. Wait, this is where you're supposed to
3: meet them? How many bones are in here? Well, I found the one. I'm going to kick around a little bit. I mean, it can't be the people we're looking for, though. Like, you can't get bone that quickly, right?
4: Unless it's a hungry mud person.
3: Oh, my goodness. What's in the tunnel next
4: to us? When were you supposed to meet them? They probably just haven't shown up yet, honestly. Well, they're late. He was supposed to meet them earlier, I think.
0: Yeah, they were already supposed to be here. They were watching the cargo.
4: So did you just lead us into this room where they're supposed to be without, like, giving any heads up or scout ahead? Moist. Are you trying to backstab us?
3: No. Insight check. Go ahead. (laughs) I rolled a six. (laughs) (laughs) He's shifty, but he's always shifty. (laughs) He has lots of mud still covering his face. It looks like
0: there's a tunnel. Can I take a peek through it? It goes on for quite a bit past your dark vision. Make
1: a perception check. Oh, my dark vision's far. Yeah, it goes past 120 feet. Wow. That is 22 perception. With a 22. I
3: see darkness. My old friend, (laughs) I've come to haunt you once again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's only
1: haunting if you don't like the darkness. It's true.
4: But what about a haunting song? I can make that happen.
0: With a 22, you hear the sounds
4: of silence.
0: Oh (laughs) gosh, of a voice. (laughs) It's very, very faint. And it just, it sounds like they're whispering to themselves, but they're whispering loud enough that it's carrying down the tunnel. Mickey, someone's ahead. Let's sneak.
4: Guess what? I'm invisible in the darkness, I say as I start to go along with you. Cool. Let's go.
1: Go ahead and make your stealth rolls. 26. Kayla has a very sad face for Irithel. That was a natural one.
4: Aww. Oh no.
1: Total of 8. Does natural ones apply on this or no? Technically no. In which case, I would like to use my power token. Yeah, okay. Use them. And that will put me at 13, which is respectable.
4: Don't worry. We can see them a long way ahead with our superior dark vision.
1: Do you have superior dark vision as well?
4: No, but you do.
1: He's using the royal we. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Can we use the royal wee for your sneak? Uh, (laughs) As you
0: guys creep down, you hear the mumbling get a little bit louder.
4: I have an unnerving note to make. Because we are not using a light, Mickey wasn't joking. As you leave the light, you lose sight of it. Oh. Like, you kind of can hear him chatting with you, but as you leave the light, like, he just sort of fades from view with the fading light.
1: Speaking of which, are you within 10 feet of me? Yeah. I am a drow. I have problems with the sunlight. Therefore, I am trained in blind fighting. Close range.
0: So as you get closer, the mumbling gets louder. Louder. And louder. And you hear...
5: Dust <coughs> the bones and grab the band, else earth's flesh and sand. Dust the bones
0: and the band, else earth's flesh and flesh sand. though. you see to the south of you four crates. uh uh-huh. You do not see a person. The area itself, it looks like there was a collapse onto the south side. Whoever had moved these crates over this way found a dead end. Okay. There looks like there was an exit before, but it's been caved in. Mickey, you also see the crates. You smell gone. Smell some bunny.
4: Some bunny. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I smell a bunny rabbit. The hair of a gone. They're really hairy, actually. Very fine. Very dense. Remind me, do Herringon traditionally have dark vision? No. Yeah.
1: They do have proficiency in the perception skill, though. That's interesting that there's a Herengon in here and no light source.
4: They may have doused it to wait.
1: But where's the rest of the party, then, that's supposed to wait for Moist?
4: Maybe they're fishing.
1: I'm carefully sneaking around. Since I'm not seeing anything, but there's obviously herring gone somewhere. Maybe she's invisible, so I would like to use my blind sense...
4: Watching around the room in a general sense, I'm going to crawl on top of the boxes and sniff them.
1: The
0: way that the boxes are arranged, it looks like that there is a space in between them up against the wall, like a teeny, teeny, tiny space. Oh. And both of you sense that someone is hiding in that tiny space.
4: Mickey smiles looks down at it, looks up at you.
1: I can't see this.
4: Looks down and looks up at you.
1: <laughs> nope, still can't see it. You're invisible.
4: He doesn't realize that you don't... Because <laughs> you've been reacting to him. So he just assumes that you can see him. And so Mickey is going to point down and he's going to give the three, two with his fingers. And he pulls out a dagger and he attacks. At one oh pistol. gosh. So
1: I can tell that you're gesticulating. I don't know if I can tell...
4: Wait, what the, how does your blind sense work? Yeah,
1: let me pull Uh, that up.
4: What can you tell? I'm curious now.
1: You have blind sight within a range of 10 feet. Within that range, you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover. Oh, okay. So I actually can't see her because she's under total cover. Even if you're blinded or in darkness. Moreover, you can see an invisible creature within that range unless the creature successfully hides from you.
4: If she failed her hide, then she can notice her.
1: She failed her hide. You can definitely see her. Okay,
0: cool. She's
1: moving around a lot. You can feel the vibrations.
0: Okay, cool. She thinks she's being super stealthy, but she's
1: not. Okay. I'm going to grab your wrist and signal wait.
4: I would like to roll insight. Okay,
1: go ahead. Home. Oh, here we go.
4: Hey, that's a one. <laughs> so I totally misinterpret this <laughs> and think that what she's actually saying is we have to do this quietly, you know, like owl wings.
1: Yes, that's why I grabbed your arm.
4: So he spits a dagger out of his mouth where he keeps it in his cheek pouch. Oh, gosh.
1: You have a cheek pouch in there?
4: Terrifying.
1: All right. Please
0: roll an attack.
4: Technically, we need to roll initiative.
0: We're really not going to need to.
4: So are you saying this counts for assassinate?
0: Yes, it does. (laughs) Nikki, you're going to
4: assassinate the girl we're trying to take back. She's in a box. And if she's not in a box, she's not the girl we want.
1: No, this is the crazy lady.
4: So that is a... 16 plus, I've rolled a lot of 16s today. Can I just say that? Um, 16 <laughs> plus my attack bonus of plus 7. So, 23.
1: Yeah, that hits. Please roll your damage. Oh, we will never know the true story.
4: Take her to a cleric and cast
2: Speak with that. 33. 33 to hit.
1: That's the uh, damage.
2: Are they dead yet?
0: So, Mickey, your blade comes down. You hear the faint gurgles of somebody who... As the blade pierces their jugular, tries to breathe, and within seconds, you hear nothing.
4: Nikki, I wanted to question her. What? I thought you meant like Owl, stealthy and quiet.
1: I grabbed your arm so you wouldn't stab her. What part of that says stab her? I, th-
4: I thought you thought I was going to do so violently and loudly.
1: Do you want to go get them or do you want me to?
4: Right. I was going to try and smell the boxes and see which one smells like a person.
1: Okay, have at it. I'll go back. I'll, actually. I'm going to make you. You go back. You run faster.
4: Mickey will uh, go run off.
1: I'm going to go sit on the box. Rest my poor leg. As you're sitting there, you hear dripping from behind the crates. Is there anything back there?
2: A body dripping blood.
1: Oh, that. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: actually, I would like to explore this room. Is there any hidden people in here? Anyone in the rubble? Uh, go into and do an investigation trip. Twelve.
0: As you go towards where, like, the cave-in portion is, you see
1: four flat somethings. They look like maybe hides. I'm going to move back a step or five and poke it with my sword. The moment you poke it, nothing happens. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're just going to wait for Mickey to come back. Then I'm going to back up. Closer to the boxes, away from the hides of apparently moist companion. I'm gonna keep a full watch out, and I will not sit down because I am very unnerved about by what skinned those creatures.
0: As the rest of the group is approaching, you do hear a slight movement from the hides. No. No, no, no. And then No no you hear crackling. Oh, oh. And they turn into sand. What's on earth?
1: And you guys all enter, and you see four crates. Oh
2: good. That's where these ended up.
1: And you see Irithel cautiously poking a pile of sand. Uh, you okay there, Irithel? Well, I think I found moist four companions. They were sand people? They were skinned. And then it turned to sand. I'm sorry, what? Okay, this is weird. Yes, it is.
4: I mean, Gabriella over here dusts people off with her fingertips. I don't think that dusting off corpse body skins or whatever it was you saw is that weird?
1: Mickey what, what was it that she was muttering I didn't recognize it she said something about
4: dust the howling do you not have the howling down in the Everdark? No seven and twenty years be gone what hath you done stop the song come on surely you've got that one. Oh. oh,
2: I know this one I just did a performance of that recently
3: i I'm new here so I don't know this
2: it's a bit of a folk rhyme, and, you know, some say that it has uh, truth to the legends in here, but Gabrielle strikes a pose, dramatic, <laughs> she looks down, oh. hand to the sky.
3: Did you want, like, a spotlight or something?
0: Moist has a torch up and, like, points it towards you.
2: Oh, yes, Perfect. Seven and twenty years be gone, what hath ye done to stop the song? Dig the tower, hoist the bloom, claws and teeth and shadow and tomb. Dust the bones and graft the band, else earth is flesh and flesh is sand. Sheep and panther merge as one, the webs and coffins' spades are spun. Face the darkness,
4: pay and kin, else the howling will begin. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you sing when you're alone in the dark to scare yourself.
1: I nudge the
3: sand. Flesh is Sand. That sounds terrifying. I did not grow up with those kinds of nursery rhymes.
2: I mean, most nursery rhymes really are pretty grim.
1: We had fun songs like Lolth Wants You. (laughs) How does that one go? You know, it's it would be in the tune of Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam, except it's just Lolth Wants You.
3: I mean, I'm familiar with like Red Dragons, Blue Dragons, Green Dragons too.
4: Oh, yes. That one's also pretty grim when you get down and deep on that too. Wait, is that the one about the undead flapping dragon?
3: Yes. Uh, I think so, yeah.
4: See, how is that any weirder than howling sandbags?
3: I mean, have you ever seen a howling sandbag? Because I've seen the dragon.
4: Yes, I saw a reenactment of the howling once, and they used ghostly sounds to make the sandbags howl.
3: Okay, and what about in real
2: life? That was real life.
4: Yeah. That was a rather good production, if I recall right. Regardless, which of these things do we want to not open? Three of these should have, what was it? Dress Me Up Goose dolls? I'm gonna start sniffing them. Okay. That's a 13 on survival to smell.
0: You get your nose right up against those crates.
4: (sighs) (laughs) One of them is gonna smell like a kid.
0: You give a whiff on the smaller one. It smells like somebody's in there, but the scent is weird. You've never smelled it before.
4: Mm. I think they've been preserved or something. Spices, herbs, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Uh, Yeah, the accountant did say something about she was petrified or
4: I don't know, but it's done something so that she couldn't move on her own. That's probably the smell. I'm going to crack open one of the other ones.
0: Smells like earthy and woody. You also smell something dusty. Doesn't smell quite right.
4: (sighs) They didn't clean them before they put them in. They're a little bit musty. We found these
2: crates, but we're supposed to get them back.
1: How heavy are they? The three larger crates
0: are suspiciously heavy. Dolls should not be this heavy. But the coffin-sized crate,
1: maybe 80 pounds. That's the one that has the time crunch on it. The other one seems a little less dire.
4: I'm going to go root around for the herring gone
1: As you
0: glance down into the hole, you see a very, very dead Herringon.
4: Yep, still here and not dusted. I'm going to start looting the body. Whistling as I do so. Okay. She has incriminating notes on her.
0: I won't make you roll for this. She has a dagger.
4: Hey, I was wondering where I put this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You also see another dagger that's on her hip.
4: I collect these, you know.
0: (laughs) She has 50 gold in her pocket, 40 silver. She also has a couple rubies on her. You'd have to do an appraisal to figure out how much they're worth. You have someone in the party who could do that. You see a silver key. And around her neck, she has an amulet with a black stone in the center and gold around it. So it kind of looks like a, like those golden gilded mirrors, but instead of the mirror portion, it's a like a black onyx.
4: So it's a gold-framed onyx stone. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Mickey, like, piles the gold together and is in, like, air and tosses it behind him and then gets the silver and does the same thing with it. And he sees the key and is like, ooh, and puts that in his pocket. And then he with the amulet and rubies, he just kind of tosses them in the pile. As Mickey's tossing them back, Gabrielle is catching them. Mickey wasn't being subtle with the key. Like, you could all see him, like, see the key and stick it <laughs> in his pocket.
1: <laughs> How big a key was that? A normal-sized key. I wonder if it's magical. Is there anything special
0: about the medallion? The onyx is different, but... You recognize, like, the the pattern around it. It kind of reminds you of the place that you were taken.
1: Irithel freezes as she recognizes the pattern. Miriam is going to pop out of my haversack. She's going to bite the medallion because she recognizes the symbols on it as well. And I say, a few years ago I was kidnapped and taken to a manor. It has the same symbology as this medallion does. Could be a coincidence, but I haven't seen this symbol since i was taken
4: how the heck did someone kidnap you yeah
1: erthel shoots you a dirty look
4: <laughs> he was complimenting you
1: yeah i know it's true she doesn't like being reminded that
3: she got caught though well i'm glad that you were able to escape it at least yeah
2: you did escape right probably murdered all the people there honestly
3: oh yeah i can see that <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you escape no i didn't mickey yes mickey i escaped obviously oh whew. otherwise you would be in the same cage as me hmm. it's a very not that big a cage and they use underhanded methods and drug to the drink i was drinking mm. which is how they snuck up on me
4: they do the exact same thing all my friends do
1: oh jeez So, do any of you actually recognize
3: the the symbols on this?
2: These look like magical symbols? They do. Okay.
3: Let me take a look. Do an arcana check. I could probably tell you about the onyx. Can my appraisal also include the two rubies? Sure.
4: Mickey is uh, hopped in front of Irithal. How did you get away?
3: To this day,
1: I actually do not know. I have very vague memories. I was kept dragged a lot. Miriam found me in the manor. Aww. Miriam's just, like, gnawing on the... <laughs> yeah, angrily gnawing on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> move, move, move just a little bit. I gotta see this side. <laughs>
1: uh, Mirim found the key for me and gave it to me. And then she led me out of the manor.
4: It wasn't this key, was it?
1: No, it was not that okay. key. And led me through the forest. Uh, it took us I don't know how long, actually, Miriam found us berries to eat, and we kept walking until we finally found some sort of a settlement. At which point, I passed out. They sent me to Lake Town to recover, and I actually have no idea who kidnapped me.
4: No, you didn't kill them? Or maybe you did kill them while you were in your haze?
1: I have not ki- found him yet. But when I do, he will die
3: for what he did.
4: Mickey has quavering eyes. That's the most beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Izzy, would you roll? So I rolled a total of six. I'm debating whether it's worth it using my power token. Yes.
1: I mean, <clears throat> I'm
2: biased. Plot says yes.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll use it. 11. It is dark,
0: unfortunately, and you're having trouble identifying the clarity of the rubies, but you think you could probably sell them for maybe 250 to 450 gold pieces each. Okay. You'll get a better idea once you can get back to your shop and your tools and stuff like that. Or they just go into my supplies. That too. The amulet.
4: Now I'm traumatized by the idea that Izzy just makes things and doesn't actually know the value of what she's producing.
3: <laughs> now I would check first. He's like,
4: I just <laughs> found this, and someday an actual expert in gems is going to find her shop and is going to just subtly start buying her stuff by checking and examining it and buying the product that's grossly underpriced. Oh. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't know because she never does these things.
3: Rude. I've trained for this most of my life.
0: So for the amulet, I'm going to break this up between the onyx stone and the gold filigree. Okay. Surprisingly, you know a lot about onyx. One of the last major commissions you worked on for the Prazios used onyx stones. Here's what you can tell at the moment from like feeling and, and things like that. One, it's very large. It's almost the size of Mickey's fist. That is quite large. Two, It is also well-polished and very well taken care of. In fact, you can't feel any blemishes on the surface, and the more you're feeling around and expecting it and getting it closer to the torchlight, you suspect that even if you had your tools to work with, you'd find next to no scratches, dings, or imperfection on the stone. That's pretty amazing. And since you've been in the jewelry business for so long, you know that onyx is one of those stones that kind of falls in and out of fashion of high society. Mm. A lot quicker than, say, like, opals or amethysts. But onyx stones are almost always used as, like, accent stones. They're never really the main statements. The cost of an onyx this size might be maybe 20 gold pieces, if you're lucky. You also know onyx tends to look really, really good on stage. Right. It's a very cheap stone. It's a very easily attainable stone. Hmm. It's very weird that this amulet has this onyx as its main thing. And with how well polished it is. Correct. Now, the gold uh, encasement around it and the chain. Unfortunately the symbols that Gabriella had pointed out they kind of just look like interesting patterns so you can't really pick any of them out. And trying to determine the value and the clarity of the gold is going to be impossible in here. In fact, as you're looking through it and you're feeling it between your fingers... It's soft, which is weird because you know gold. You've worked with it. You know how easy it is to dent and to scratch and bend when there's no other alloys in there. And you also know that when Jaden was practicing metal enchantment before you got here, during those long sleepless nights after the ordeal with the cult of the dragon, the metal would eventually show wear and tear because that's what gold does. But this has
3: no blemishes but it has no cracks like you would expect from pure gold like that. Right, and you
0: feel like you you can bend it, but it doesn't bend. It's very strange.
3: Almost magical?
4: Maybe. Or squishy. New squishy gold. <laughs> or it's
3: just painted a little bit gold and it's not actually gold. Interesting. It's also cool to the touch. And it's like your fingers don't warm it up at all.
0: Very strange. Mm. So, Gabriella, with your 18 on Arcana... You can make out 11, maybe 12 potential runes on this amulet. As you are looking through it, and after some time, you think you recognize two of the symbols. They look very similar to the runes on the binding of an old dusty book that your grandma owned. This book was kept on the top shelf of her even older, dustier bookcase with other like similar books. This is the top shelf that when you were living with her, she told you it was like magically locked and warded and like protected by some invisible and extra player being that would eat you if you even thought about touching it.
2: I mean, there was.
0: Yeah, that shelf. But again, you'd seen her pull other books off the shelf, but never that one. And that's why these two are sticking out at you.
2: Hmm, these runes are familiar. I I recognize these from some books, some tomes in my grandmother's house. What? You may have heard of her. Granny Grey Ah, Grandmother Willow. Oops, sorry, wrong franchise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some have referred to it as such. Willows tend to be uh, aligned with her powers and things. She does a lot with trees and whatnot.
4: They're a popular choice of name, tree.
2: I bet that if we took this out there, she'd be able to tell us more about this. This feels magical, and certainly there are lots of runes here, but I'm not familiar with this, and I bet if we took this out there, she'd be able to tell us a lot more.
4: Do you think books of magic are magical? Or does it have to be a magical book, in addition to having magic in it? I mean, frequently it's both.
1: Yes, Gabrielle, I would love to go see Grandmother Graywiller. I'm sorry, Grandmother Grey Willow? Yes,
4: yeah, I like Graywater though. <laughs> <laughs> she's the gra- she works at the gray Water facility. Uh,
1: I would like. La- I would love to talk with Grandmother Graywillow about this. I-, I just need more information. I haven't ever been able to find more information about m- about my captor.
2: And she's very insightful. I bet that if this was belonged to him. We might even be able to use some scrying or something like that to be able to find out where he's at. Something that's so very tied to someone often carries a lot of uh, sympathetic magic along
4: with them.
1: Irithel's red eyes are practically glowing with vengeance right now with the idea of being able to scry for the guy who kept her for so long.
4: You can see Mickey, on the other hand, scratching his fuzz and kind of looking over at Mirum. I wish magic would be more sympathetic to me. <laughs>
0: As you say that, the amulet starts to glow.
4: You should smash it with a hammer. She doesn't need that (laughs) hand.
0: (laughs) And the onyx blinks. It turns transparent, and there's an eyeball in there. It looks around a little bit, focuses on you, Irithel, and then you hear,
2: My dancer. Oh. Oh. You've returned. I shove it in a pocket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was going to smash it <laughs> with a hammer.
2: I'll, I'll keep this for a bit.
1: Him. He took me. He was the one.
2: You recognized his voice?
1: I don't remember what he looks like, but I will always remember that voice.
2: I'm going to keep this packed away for a Not bit. Not to I think it's budge in on to this help, cool help like
0: stuff happening, but how are we going to get the crates out of here? Well, yeah, because your men are dead, huh? I think... They're the pile of sand that that's what Aristotle said.
4: I'm sorry to hear that. For scum thou art and unto scum thou shalt return? Yes, that's a common referring.
0: I've known them for two weeks, so like. Oh, well, okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry for your loss, Moist. Thanks. Loss in pay?
0: I didn't have to pay them. Oh, so. well, then you're good.
3: Yeah. How do we get these out of here? Looking at these boxes, there was one that seemed to be flatter than the others, right? Yeah, and that's the one that Mickey has pointed out is the one with Seska in there. Okay, that one smells like Seska.
2: That's the only one that we really need to get out of here as soon as possible. Yeah,
3: I would say let's all jointly carry Seska's box. When we get back to the dock, we can get a few more people to gather the other boxes that are here, but we're on a time crunch. We need to get Seska and her box back to the accountant.
0: So, as you guys maneuver this I dare I say coffin of a non-dead person. I
2: mean, it's a small coffin. It is a small yeah. coffin, yeah. Basically. For a small person.
0: guys are trudging through the mud and you're just covered in it. It's very slow going. When you get to the main tunnel, you see a lot more hostile crabs.
2: Oh, they're gone. They're just gone. Gabrielle is just firing off those elders blasts. Just bam, 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 bam.
4: <laughs> Easy enough to do. By the way, which of us are strong enough to carry a coffin over through mud? She's
0: what? like barely eighty pounds
4: wet, so uh-huh. and she's definitely wet. Probably drowning in the mud, if I had to guess.
2: Let's 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 compare strength scores, just just for listener. Input okay, Urithal
1: uh, has an eleven.
2: Ooh, I've I got know. a ten. <laughs>
4: Ooh,
3: I've got a twelve.
4: You're the, the highest muscle. yet. <laughs> so Mickey has that? an almighty thirteen, but Ooh. Mickey <laughs> is incredibly short. And is therefore incapable of carrying somebody through deep mud. No,
0: no, no, no. We put you on the bottom. You guys could just do it pallbearer style where you
3: just take a side. Yeah, we each take a shoulder and carry a corner. This doesn't work
4: with how short I am.
3: No, no, no. We put this on Mickey's back.
4: This (laughs) works even less.
3: No, no, it's
1: perfect because you're underneath the box. Guys. In the center. And then we hold the edges. I choose
4: not to drown.
0: Guys, I'll take it. I have a meta score of 16. I can this. <laughs> nice. I don't know what that means. Moist, what does meta mean? I don't know, but I've got it.
4: Oh, the Metacritic score. He's rated regularly on how much he can carry and other things. It actually has at least six factors governing his sociability, his strength, his agility. Under, <laughs> You get the idea.
2: Number of pockets. Oh, I, I think I know the Metacritic. He's got a, an office
4: down in, in Lake Town, right? He accepts reviews, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured we would, you know, turn in a Metacritic score for the, uh, the accountant.
0: <laughs> Why not? So, backing up, you guys trudge through. Every once in a while, Moist hands it off to a couple of you so you can take it, so you can take a break. You guys end up making it back to the Siren's Wake, which is where your two crew hands are.
4: <laughs> is the Siren's Wake called that because... It's in the wake of a siren, or because it's a wake for a siren, or because it's a siren by a wake.
1: Nikki, this is a ridiculous question. Who knows why anything is named? The person who named
4: it. Well, That was my uncle, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your two crew hands are
0: slowly putting the box in as you guys are talking about this.
4: Or maybe it's a siren's wake up. A what? You know, like that sound that you get whenever it's flooding. You don't nope.
1: Know, Nope, not familiar with that one.
4: Oh yeah, it happens pretty regularly during flooding season. Mickey, the interesting thing about your question
2: is that I've heard it used in all of those instances. That's the funny thing about names, is they can be used a lot of different ways. Mickey nods, like my name, sure safe.
0: Captain, uh, Sheila mentions, we're all good. Thank you, Sheila. Where are we going?
2: We're headed back to Lake Town. I list off the instructed place that the accountant told us to bring back the crates to.
0: Dock 16, slip 7. That one. Aye, aye, Captain. Otis replies. Are we ready to go?
2: Yep. I welcome you all back onto the boat and turn the helm in a flamboyant manner and we glide off into the lake.
0: Moist uh, waves off at you guys and says, I'm going on vacation. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Don't
0: find me. Don't tell anyone where I am. (laughs) <laughs> he just wants to avoid the accountant. He just walks away and he's gone. You guys make it to Lake Town. You make it to Dock Sixteen, Slip Seven. You notify the accountant that Seska is there. Immediately, she sends a couple people to go pick up the coffin. This this is all taken about fifteen hours. So good job. You have like nice plenty of time to spare, and we can just fast forward through where you guys make arrangements to have somebody go get the rest of the cargo but by the time all of this is done it's an hour before sunrise and you find yourselves in front of wpx
4: i hate finding myself <laughs> i mean doppelgangers are bad enough <laughs> well nikki i found it very useful to find myself sometimes you've obviously never met yourself Ugh.
3: i've met myself plenty of times <laughs>
4: Gives it a bit of a, wait a second, <laughs> her look at at Mickey.
2: Like, aw.
1: Irithel's actually going to comment on that and say, oh, it's not so bad. It's great training. Who better to know your weaknesses than yourself and to practice against you?
4: And if you kill yourself and replace yourself, then has anything ever actually changed?
1: Well, obviously they learned from it.
2: I find it most useful sometimes to find myself in other ways and find myself as other people. And she kind of snaps her fingers a couple times and as she does so, like, her face and clothes change completely and she's a short locatha And then she's an old coker who stooped over and again, she's a long-tailed firkin then flipped back again to her fawn self.
1: Is that your true self? Just curious, if you don't mind me asking.
2: Uh, It's the one I carry the most. Don't we all wear masks? Always.
0: You guys hear the front door open and the accountant looks out and says, Thanks for the show. Do you want to get paid? Yes, please. (laughs) Yes.
2: Oh, sorry about that. We were just taking a a brief breather here. and Weren't quite sure if you were open and ready.
0: I'm here. Come in, come in, come in. And uh, she... Draws up the amount of coin, all two thousand gold pieces. As and she writes on some pieces of paper, has you guys sign them that the job was completed. You know all the super boring paperwork stuff gets done. She stifles a little yawn. You did a wonderful job. Thank you so much. You guys make a great team.
1: Always looking for new jobs. If you are willing, I can put you
0: on my roster as potential backups to hire. Yes, please.
4: Mickey starts whistling an old Murderer's Guild tune. It goes something like, you know, tale as old as crime, but we'll get into that later. Mm.
2: (laughs) Thank you, madam. This was a pleasure and a wonderful opportunity to work with such fine folk here. I may approach you later after we've both had some rest about the favor. Turning to the others, I hope to see you all perhaps outside. We can talk for a minute about further expeditions. Yes.
0: Yes. Perfect. Again, thank you for your help. And she opens up a drawer and pulls out four green square metal pieces. Hands one to each of you, and on it, it says, One favor. And on the back, it says, The accountant. Token of favor. Yeah, so you guys don't forget.
2: I take mine graciously with a deep bow. Thank you.
3: Now, it is time for bed. Please leave. (laughs) Izzy leaves with the token, and she's already trying to think what is the best favor she can ask that will help with Izzy's Genatsi shop find jewelry and accessories so that it doesn't have just one customer that comes in a day and is confused because it's not the original shop that it used to be.
4: Mickey Mm -hmm. leaves imagining the worst favor he can possibly ask. What would be the most (laughs) awful and obnoxious, Mm -hmm. but still perfectly within reason? Izzy, you could do
2: it for a wide advertising campaign. Oh, there you go.
1: After being reminded of manners from Gabriella, thanks. the accountant bows and walks out and says, I'll be in touch in regards to my favor.
2: Mickey? Uh, I'm just you know, stretching out and wide. Uh,
4: mm, do you want to go, go find some breakfast? I check the sun. What time is it again? It's like dawn. You know, there's this tavern... I list off a tavern, which happens to be the tavern that Earth still stays at.
3: How did you know that?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just fate. Fate has brought you together. Ah, yes. Fate.
3: I guess I can go for some breakfast.
4: My treat. I thought you ate wind sandwiches.
3: I'm sorry. When have you ever seen me eat anything other than actual food?
4: I don't think I've seen you eat at all. I just assumed. Come, 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 come. Let's go.
3: This sounds good. Let's go. Izzy will tag along. One, she's not going to turn down a free meal because finances are tight right now at the shop. And also, she feels like it'd be rude for her to just completely say, okay, bye, people I've just met and done this crazy adventure with and time to go back to my normal job. So she's playing nice for now and kind of seeing where this is going because she's not sure
4: yet. So as we're getting to the tavern and we get there, I'm like, so... Ethel, why is this amulet so exciting?
3: Can we have like already ordered
0: and gotten our food at this point? Yeah, no. you guys are sitting there with your baby bacon and some eggs
3: and baby sausage. It's magic bacon. It's not real bacon, but it tastes like bacon. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Magic bacon. <laughs> it's fish but made to taste like
0: bacon. They call it magic bacon.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Fish bacon. I love it.
2: Well, I don't have any jobs lined up at the moment. Um, But I bet I can pick up some things to head out to the Court of Leaves. That's not exactly where my grandmother's at, but it gets us pretty dang close. It's a bit of a trip. um, If you all want to uh, join me on that, Uh, Irithel and Mickey.
1: What kind of payment does she normally ask
2: for for favors? Ooh, that is a very good question. It's usually what it's worth. Left thumbs. I mean, that's a thing but I bet I could swing something for you.
1: We did just get paid a hefty amount, but I don't know if we need to pick up a job on the way over, perhaps, or if we just want to head over
2: Being efficient is always good in my mind. Okay. I feel like you seem like the mercenary type. Am I reading you right?
1: Very much so, yes. My brother owns a mercenary company.
2: Oh, would that be the the Razor's Edge?
1: It would. Have you heard of us?
2: I have. They're a pretty good sort around here. Perhaps we might stop in there too and see if they've got anything that we might be able to pick up.
3: He usually has something going on. Hearing this, Izzy is kind of interested. She's still new to the area, and so she will... Ask Gabriella. So the Court of Leaves, do they have anything in the way of like rare materials? Things that might make for interesting accessories or jewelry pieces?
2: Absolutely. There are some incredible gems there. The interesting thing about the Court of Leaves is that there is in fact a gateway to the Fey Realms there. I mean getting into the Court of Leaves in general is very difficult. It's highly regulated and they guard their borders very closely. But if you're heading along with somebody who's got contracts already lined up and such things as myself, you'll be able to swing in no problem. And I bet for a budding young businesswoman, you might be able to pick up some great deals and some merchandise that is exclusive uh, that might be able to bring people into your shop.
3: Gabriella is speaking Izzy's language.
0: <laughs> as you're talking about that, you're thinking about the amulet and how was it so soft without no dings, and like, why did it feel like it bent? And that actually might be a material that's unique as well.
1: Ooh. Erthel's weighing Izzy. You were awfully useful in the caves. Oh, thank you. This was not my first rodeo. I got that feeling. I turned to everyone. I might be able to find us a job with my brother if we head over to the Court of Leaves. Would you be interested in taking up one of those positions? It, Izzy, you seem to have a lot more knowledge about the metals and stuff, and you would know more what to ask than I would. And Gabrielle, obviously, you would be invaluable with talking to your, your grandmother and also just getting us into the Court of Leaves. And mm-hmm. Mickey, I'm not sure I could lose you at this point, even if I wanted to.
2: Ooh, it's such an attachment already.
4: When one finds adventure as intriguing as this, a tale of revenge, you don't lose that. It's certainly a
2: worthy thing. Ah, the adventure awaits. I love it.
1: I get the feeling Irithel is going to have to tie up Mickey at some point and leave him hogtied in a alleyway or somewhere just <laughs> to get some peace and quiet. <laughs> you
4: wish you could tie him up. Many people have wished they could tie him up. Oh, yeah. no. Yes. <laughs> I feel like
1: even hogtied and gagged, you'd still manage to make noise and be annoying.
4: The trick is to get
2: get to that point.
1: Mm-hmm. So as breakfast comes to a close,
0: all of you are really starting to feel the exhaustion set in.
2: I think I'm about ready to head out. Where's a good place to meet up? The siren's wake is going to be at dock until we're ready to go. How
4: fast are we doing this? Mickey says, pulling out a acorn from his pocket and unrolling a piece of paper from it. He's kind of sleepy and dazed but he's like, I mean, I do have a life besides you guys. (laughs) Let
1: (laughs) us meet up today evening (laughs) and discuss Uh, options, perhaps.
4: Okay, I'm free of that time, he says and rolls the acorn back up.
2: That sounds good. Perhaps uh, somewhere about like seven. Meet up at the, the bleeding edge?
1: Sounds good. Does everyone know where that's at? If you give me directions I can probably find it. I'm assuming Mickey knows where everything is.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yes, I give the address for the Bleeding Edge. I'll be there a little early to see if I can
3: find any contacts and contracts. But otherwise, I think we should be good. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Uh, I'll see you all tonight. And uh, hope you all have a good rest. Yeah, uh, hear Othell's already like, dozing off and like, okay, I'm,
1: bye. And she walks <laughs> off upstairs.
4: As we wander out, I would like to make two checks. Okay. One is a sleight of hand check. I would like to slight Gabby's hand and see if he, she did in fact trade her left thumb. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay. So that is a seven, which gives me a fourteen.
2: Uh, do I have it contested on anything, or is this passive? I guess.
4: I mean, passive is easier.
1: Yeah. Probably passive, since you're not actually doing. You're just looking at the hand. If you were like sitting there and like analyzing the hand, I could see that being different. So h-
2: here's the good. thing. Uh, I think that. Uh, As you attempt to, are you like touching her hand? I'm trying to
4: slight your hand with my sleight of hand. Mm -hmm.
2: I think that as you try is that your hand goes through. Oh. uh, Her hand just seems to be longer than it is. I like it. She does have thumbs and things like that. But it's just like she plays with illusions all day. Uh Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. I like
0: it. I mean, Mickey doesn't. Know if you Mm -hmm. have thumbs. It just went through.
4: Mickey is now more curious than before, but we'll have to ponder on another day. I would then like to uh, stealth up and you know figure out where Irothil is rooming, so that I can be sure to room nearby.
1: Ironically, I was actually going to note before you mentioned that that I would like to make sure that Mickey has not followed me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Irothil, do a perception or stealth or stealth. And Mickey, mm, do mm. stealth. I am not going to into my room until I know that he is... Actually, I'll probably just kick him down the stairs if he tries to follow me up. Aw, <laughs> oh, it's only a nine.
4: You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absurdly high. So Irithel, after a few minutes, you think he's gone.
1: I go into my room. Do you know where she's staying? Gosh, dang it!
4: I crawl up into the rafters of the attic and find a nice place that's you know above her somewhere and fall asleep there
0: okay (laughs)
3: stalker
4: no no i can't see her okay i can smell her That's still stalkerish mickey would like to steal some bedding and other stuff up here either that or if there's already bedding up here whichever one is convenient
0: weirdly there's already some bedding up here
4: it's not that weird it's an inn Mm -hmm.
0: this inn has had some issues with hobos coming in and Sneaking in the rafters. If
4: need be, I will kick whoever's there out.
0: Okay. Just go ahead and do a straight D20 roll.
4: One.
3: There's nobody there. Izzy, you're walking home. I almost feel like I'm floating a little bit. I'm so tired.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Do you forget to walk when you're tired?
3: (laughs) Do you forget to breathe when you're tired? (laughs) Probably forget to breathe. (laughs) So you're
0: slugging along, and as you get to your shop, you see a short young woman with very, very short dark brown hair, dark eyes, and tan skin looking curiously into the shop, and she looks like she's excitedly bouncing on one foot to the
3: other. Stabber. <laughs> I'm still so tired. And so, a uh, girl, woman, like a young woman,
4: sucker, get the terminology right, <laughs> customer. That's mm. what I said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mickey, you're not there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I see this young woman standing there, and I say, I- I'm sorry if you're looking for husband's honorable haberdashery. They closed out a couple months ago. This is my shop. Izzy's Janati shop. Fine jewelry and accessories. Um, oh. She turns around, and she, like,
0: clasps her hands behind her back.
4: She's going to stab you.
0: <laughs> She's bouncing up and down. She's like, yeah, uh, I was hoping I could see you. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I've bought some of your stuff, and I really like it. And she holds up her hand, and you see a ring
3: and a couple bracelets. I'm going to look more closely at them to determine if they really are things that I've made. Make reception check. Is this with disadvantage because I'm tired? You're like <laughs> five minutes
0: away from exhaustion point.
2: Bleary eyes squint.
3: So Just- still a normal roll?
0: Yeah. If this conversation goes longer than five minutes, you're definitely going disadvantage on everything. <laughs>
3: I rolled an wait not persuasion <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh my gosh in your delirium you're
0: thinking you're like I guess she looks familiar maybe she's been in the shop I don't know but I mean it
3: could be your work um I I don't think we're open for another like hour or so uh but sure I guess if you want to take a look um I'm sorry I've been up all night <sighs> poor thing I just wanted to say you've got some really good jewelry, and
0: I really like this place. It's got a good air about it.
4: She's going to rob you blind.
0: She uh, looks into the, the shop, and you notice that she's looking at a specific necklace. I'll probably be back later. I just wanted to say that opening shops are hard, especially when they're new. I've seen many shops open and things like that. I just wanted to tell you, you have such potential, and I love your jewelry, and something that really sells here is to mix something from here and something from where you're from into something new. That's what we like here. Ooh.
4: Sell your soul. (laughs) For art. (laughs) For wealth. (laughs) Sell the soul of your art for wealth. (laughs) Change who you are. Thank
1: you, Mickey, for taking this inspirational moment and going with it.
3: Well, thank you. I will definitely take that under consideration. And I'm actually considering some possible new items that might fit into that kind of suggestion. She brightens. Great. I would love to see
0: them when they get here. So she starts walking and She goes, oh, you know, there's an old merchant superstition that if you put a gold coin on top of the doorframe, your business will be successful. If you place the coin on the inside, it'll grow a hundredfold. But if you put it on the outside it'll grow a hundred times a hundredfold. Just thought I'd let you know that. Okay, I'll be back in an hour. Okay, bye. Uh, Bye. And she just bounces away. Oh, I forgot
3: to ask her name. I am so tired. In her almost delirium, she is going to go ahead and pull a gold piece out, put it on top of the door frame on the outside, and then unlock the shop. In your delirium, you forget that there's an alarm spell. And two seconds
0: later, Jaden is out there skidding in his socks with a robe on. He's like, what? Oh, it's just you, Izzy. Oh, thank goodness. You're back.
3: How did it go? I am so sorry. I forgot you have that spell. When will it stop ringing? (laughs) Uh, sorry, sorry, and like you hear
0: Roz from the the top start coming down the stairs, running down the stairs, and she just falls on a couple of them. You are like, and then she stands up. What is it? Who's it? Oh, it's just okay. Uh, he's like, sorry, sorry, and he turns it off. And that's where we're gonna end our session.
3: Oh my goodness. Well, hey, we're forming a party. Yes.
1: Power Word Crit is directed by Corin Sparks and edited by Ashlyn McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite kobold about us, follow us on Facebook, tweet us at Power Word Crit, send us an email at powerwordcrit at gmail.com, or check out our website at powerwordcrit.com for character art and bios.